This podcast is brought to you by Western Australia's Department of Primate Industries and Regional Development's Grains Directorate. Hello and welcome to our Grains Convo podcast series, focusing on areas of broadacre grains research. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. You can now download and subscribe to Deeper's Grains Convo podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Cindy Webster and I am a research agronomist based at Deeper's Narragin office. Today I'm talking with research scientists and plant pathologists Jeff Thomas and Dr. Kylie Chambers, who are based at Deepherd's South Perth and Northern offices, about oat disease and particularly red leather leaf, which was newly detected in WA, and oat leaf rust. Jeff, welcome to the podcast and can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Deepherd? Thanks, Cindy. Uh, yeah, look, I'm a, uh, I'm a plant pathologist, as you said. Um, been working in epidemiology and management of foliar diseases of grain crops uh, with DPIRD for uh, well over 20 years now. Excellent. And Jeff, I believe DPIRD has conducted widespread surveillance of WA cereal crops last year. What were the main disease findings for the WA oat crops? Yeah, um, look, both through but through a couple of projects, uh, through uh, the AgriFutures National Hay Agronomy Project, uh, which was con- concentrating on, on oats, and then through some uh, GRDC disease surveillance work, um, we did uh, go, have been surveilling um, cereal crops and specifically oat crops for this uh, discussion over the last few years. Um, and... Uh, what we found in oat crops is, is, if we talk about, say, the last three years, that, um, as most people would know, uh, septoria blotch um, is probably the most common disease of oats, foliar disease of oats in Western Australia. We see it, we've seen it in about 90% of paddocks over the last uh, three years. Obviously, the... Uh, the, the severity and the impact of that disease is greatest in, in you know, higher, high-medium rainfall zones. Um, other diseases that we, that we see regularly, something like uh, bacterial stripe blight, we've probably seen in about uh, 40% of paddocks, particularly in uh, the variety banister. Um, probably um, not a disease that is causing as much in paddock uh, damage, so it's, it's, it's sporadic within paddocks and often at low severity. And um, rusts um, are an issue, obviously, for, for oats, um, but they are quite often quite sporadic in basically seasonally, I guess. And um, over the, the last three years, um, really 2021 was the only year that we saw significant levels of, um, of rust um, 2021 had a bit of a green bridge leading into the season, quite a bit of wild oats around um, prior to the start of the season. And what we saw was um, most wild oats that we visited last season had had uh, leaf rust in them. And last year, about 50% of the paddocks that we visited had some level of leaf rust. Um, and as Kylie will talk about, um, in susceptible varieties, uh, that, that disease was actually getting to quite damaging levels. I see. And I believe you had quite an exciting um, finding last year, um, red leather leaf. Now, this is a new disease to be detected in WA. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so out of samples from last year, um, yeah, we were able to confirm the presence of 
the disease red leather leaf. Um, it's a necrotrophic fungal uh, disease caused by uh, the fungus Neospermospora avenae. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the first confirmed record of this disease. We we've been suspecting that this disease had been was present here. Um, certainly over the last couple of years, we had um, samples came in that come in that we we. Uh, suspected may, may be red leather leaf, but we were unable to confirm that. Um, but last year we had uh, three positive samples um, from sort of around the Pingerley to south of Narragin region. Um, and so that that was uh, the first record of that disease or the first confirmed record of that disease in Western Australia. I guess that's the, the breadth of... of uh, of uh, where we got those samples from would suggest that this disease has probably been here for a few years. Um, so, yeah, it's a new disease to WA. That's not to say it's a new disease to Australia, and certainly um, in eastern Australia, the uh, red leather leaf has been around for quite some time. Um, and so we would... Uh, there's there's quite plenty, of inter plenty of information about the disease coming from the eastern states. And as we know, some diseases can look quite similar to to each other. So, are there any uh, symptoms on the in affected plants that can make red leather leaf stand out from the more common oak diseases that we're used to seeing in WA? So, yeah, look, it, it, I mean, the name the name probably gives us a fair clue. Um, it causes this red leathery leaf, but it has some other symptoms. Um, it is a the, the interesting thing about this disease, I guess, or one of the things we should understand that it is a um, a disease which is both seed and stubble borne. So um, it can be carried; it was probably carried into WA on infected seed. But the important thing about it is that it is a, it is a stubble borne disease. So once it's in a region, um, infested, infected stubble will be a source of disease, um, much like some other diseases like uh, in oats, uh, Septoria uh, avenae blotch. Um, so yeah. The, the, it arises from stubble, so obviously uh, oats growing into, into stubble are going to be at the greatest risk. The, uh, the infection process, it starts as individual lesions uh, on leaves. Um, obviously, if we're growing into or adjacent to stubble, those, those lesions can be apparent from around tillering. Um, those lesions are have a have a dark browny coloured uh, margin with a lightish grey grey blue um, centre, um, which over time uh, those lesions develop into sort of red irregular shaped uh, lesions, which spread across and along the leaf. And as as that as the leaf ages, they then start to take the leaves start to take on this sort of red brown colour with a sort of leathery appearance, which is where the name comes from. And is red leather leaf easy to manage, Jeff? So, um, I guess there's there's a couple of uh, components to this. As I said, it's a um, stubble-borne disease. Um, so, you know, uh, any any integrated disease management program for a stubble-borne disease, the first the first uh, approach is obviously going to be rotation. It is a disease which is actually favoured by um, sort of cool, wet conditions. Um, and so it often becomes apparent um, in that sort of late, in, in, in that winter and spring period. Um, and that might be uh, an appropriate time for some fungicide. We do know um, that there is really only one fungicide that's got a registration that is uh, uh, top notch, but 
But we do know that most of the fungicides that um, that we currently use in crop uh, for a disease like septoria um, will have will have an effect on uh, red leather leaf um, and reduce its impact. And certainly, um, the the evidence from from eastern states. Uh, trials and experience is that um, getting in when the disease is is, uh, is beginning to take a, take hold in the crop so in that sort of you know late tillering stem extension time um, that that uh, winter late that winter period when which which favors the disease is probably a, uh, an effective time to apply um, a fungicide and as this is a new disease to WA and our growers and consultants are not might not be so very familiar with it. What should WA growers and consultants do if they suspect they have found red leather leaf in an oak crop but might need some help confirming that diagnosis? Yeah, look, um, obviously, as you say, um, this is the first confirmation of this disease in WA. So I think um, we, we at Deepherd and are pretty keen to be um, to be uh, getting hold of any any suspected samples um, to be going out and having a look at uh, crops that we that we might that we might suspect have the disease, and so as part of our uh, surveillance uh, project uh, that we that's ongoing, a, a GRDC funded uh, surveillance project, um, we are very keen to receive samples that of suspected red leather leaf um, that we can then diagnose and if, if it is red leather leaf obviously that helps us in understanding where the disease uh, uh, is within our state and how widespread and what sort of damage it's doing so yes we would be looking to we would be encouraging growers and agronomists um, who suspect red leather leaf to get in touch with with, the, with their deep earth pathologist um, and and uh, ask about submitting a, a sample uh, to our surveillance program, which um, we would then, which we would cover as part of, of the, the, the surveillance activity. And Jeff, where can growers find more information about red leather leaf? It's a new disease to WA. Obviously, um, there's not a lot of local WA information at the moment. Um, we uh, so so certainly if we if you go to the to the internet there will there will be uh, very soon a uh, a fact sheet about red leather leaf coming out of that uh, agri futures uh, hay agronomy project that we spoke about. Um, um, we recently conducted a, a webinar, um, which I think will be available through the uh, the pest facts uh, service. Um, and so, and then there is obviously other information available on the on the internet. I would encourage people who who are concerned about this disease to actually uh, call uh, myself um, or Kylie Chambers uh, to discuss any issues that might um, that might that might concern them about this disease, or if they, as I said, if they're concerned with maybe identifying the disease within their crop. Thanks very much for your time, Jeff, and talking about this new disease with us on this podcast today. My pleasure, Cindy. Thanks a lot. We will now move on to Dr Kylie Chambers to discuss a well-known oat disease that affects oat crops in WA, leaf rust, which is also known as crown rust. Good morning, Kylie. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me. Kylie, how long have you worked at Deep Herd? And can you tell us about your current role? 
I'm a plant pathologist at DPIRD based in Northern. However, I also cover the Meriden region. I've been at DPIRD for a little over six years now and I've worked on a broad range of diseases. For the past three years, I've also been the plant pathology module lead for the AgriFutures funded National Hay Agronomy Project, which has been focused on oat diseases. And today we're focusing on oat leaf rust with you. So can you describe to us briefly, what does oat leaf rust look like? Sure. So leaf rust produces these small round oblong shaped pustules, which contain yellowy orange coloured spores, which are quite powdery. This disease normally occurs on the leaf surface, however it can also affect the leaf sheaths and panicles of the oat plant. As the season develops, the rust pustules can turn black in colour and heavily infected leaves can senesce and die. The symptoms of this disease can be confused with stem rust, however stem rust pustules are normally larger in size and contain a darker reddy brown coloured spore. Carly, you have recently finished some trials investigating what impact leaf rust has on oat and hay quality and yield. Can you tell us about your findings? So leaf rust can significantly impact the yield and quality of oat, hay and grain. In our trials, we found that leaf rust can reduce the yield of hay by 20 to 40% in susceptible varieties. It also reduced the nutritional value of hay as well as the visual quality in susceptible varieties. So the visual quality of hay is also quite important in export hay. So by that, we're referring to the hay colour or the greenness of the hay. And this was significantly impacted in susceptible varieties. When we looked at the overall export hay quality of these samples, we found that the susceptible variety carolap was reduced from grade one quality export hay when we had a full disease control and then was rated below grade four with no disease control. When we had a look at the grain yield and quality, we found that the susceptible varieties had close to a 50% yield loss and that the grain quality was also significantly reduced. We found that susceptible varieties had increased um, screenings and a decreased grain rate. We also found that although registered fungicides reduced disease severity and limited the impact of disease, especially in susceptible varieties, when disease severity was high, more than one fungicide application was required to preserve hay and grain yield. Where disease pressure was high, even our moderately resistant varieties benefited from a single well-timed fungicide spray at flag leaf. And Carly, how do you recommend growers manage oat leaf rust? So the most effective way to reduce the risk and impact of this disease is by growing resistant varieties. So for growers in high-risk areas, that means avoiding sowing varieties that are susceptible and very susceptible, such as carolap. This has several advantages. One, it reduces the risk of damaging levels of the disease developing in the crop. Two, reducing the spread of disease development. And three, reducing the green bridge carryover between seasons. Applying fungicides to control rust early in the disease epidemic before severe infection occurs is also important. Multiple applications may be need to be budgeted for with susceptible varieties. So fungicide spray should also aim to protect the top three leaves, including the flag leaf. Um, so a application at flag leaf is quite optimal to protect that upper canopy. So monitoring your crop for disease, especially when you're growing susceptible varieties, is also essential to optimise your response to disease outbreaks. The management of your green bridge is also important as rust can survive on wild oats between seasons. You have just listened to Jeff Thomas and Dr. Kylie Chambers from DeepHerd. More information on identifying and managing oat diseases can be found on the DeepHerd website 
www.agric.wa.gov.au. My name is Cindy Webster and thank you for listening.